What's happening? Renegade coaches in the building. Renegades. You know what it is. It's K Jama. Alongside Kamal K Franklin. Kamal K Franklin. The co-hostess. Co-hostess. Okay. With the most. All right. The dude. Okay. The one that's here. Yeah. To make it. I don't, I don't got nothing else to that. I don't, I don't know what all that shit is. Anyway, listen to Renegade Culture where we can say fuck the police. Fuck and the police. All things in between. That's right. Uh, parental discretion is advised. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's for the children in the audience. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, <laughs> yo. We got some young folks in the house today. Yes, indeed. Yo, we got people's kids up in the house. We got friends and kids. We got okay, squad loose. Can everybody give it up for Renegade Coaches? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. And studio audience up in this there joint. We, we got wives. Yes. We got Loose came back for a second week in a row. Loose I mean, twice in a row, special guest. We're not even used to that. No. He brought his young ones with them. And they're looking yeah. at you like you say something about my pops, you I get will say, rocks. I love your dad. I love your dad. Let it be known. My man okay. with the headphones on, don't get it twisted. He listening to you. Think Yo, about what got he got to do. The ear doctor? What ear doctor's what in what the what building. Why? Hold it. Pause. What happened? The ear doctor has two sets of headphones on. Tell me he ain't hearing anything that's going hey, on. Hey, I, I got it all. I got it all. We you got, got it all? Bam, we got the turntables. We got the sound. Let's Uh-oh. You got Uh-oh. the arm button, though, right? You got the arm yes. button. Yes. That's always, that's always an okay, issue. Okay, yeah, I got it. And we have a new videographer, editor, Uh-oh. in the building. Sister. You said you had his mic muted, though. Whose mic is muted? Wow, mute Kamal. Oh, you got it back? Oh, good. Thank you. No. Okay, you good. Yo, don't interrupt the show again, though. Good time to come back. <laughs> You're not on mic, so don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yo, who we got? You going to mention somebody else? I'm going to mention somebody else. You going to mention the we sister. We got Sister Connie over here. Guess who we're down. Connie. Yes, Connie yes. Connie's the new part-time non-intern. Yes. Working it up. You yes. know what I'm saying? Hopefully yeah. she'll be back next week. 17th employee here since we started. They got a problem with keeping folks, you know what I'm saying? This is the first black woman they starting to venture out. They like they heard about the uh what is the movement? Me oh, too. Me too. Yeah. Okay. You just heard about that. Didn't you just you? heard about it. Okay. That's Very a good. problem. You know what I'm saying? Let's put some. Okay. Employee. Take Con- off the Bill Cosby shirt. Sister yes. Connie. So we're gonna need some employee rules on you. You know what I'm saying? How we for do this? Make sure you are right. Yeah. Make sure OSHA you are rules. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, all something that. up in here for them. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. If you need a lawyer, I like to introduce you. Not to come out. Oh. So, <laughs> anyway, who else we got in the building? We got some other folks in the building. We got. My man Kofi in the building. Yo, Kofi. Kofi? Kofi. He's a magician. He's a magician? Kofi the magician. What's the trick you do? What's the what's he the make, He make oh, brothers disappear. Lighting hair, my reading, hypnosis, all of that. What? Oh, hypnosis. Oh, oh, hypnosis. Yes, yes. Yo. Oh, look my at man the eye. No, his eyes are kind of like, started looking yeah. at you, too. Stop looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Damn, yo. though. All right, all right. My man said he does hypnosis. I know. I never heard of that before man. in terms of like, how old are you, man? And you 22. know hypnosis? That's right. Boy. You use it, use your skills for good, right? Not for bad. Yeah, I, I'm interested in hypnotherapy to help people like get rid of addiction. So wait a minute, you interested in it or you know how to do it? I've done it to others, but I'm saying take. You make them like walk like a chicken or some shit. You make them walk I've like a chicken. You make them walk like a chicken. Yeah, you heard? Man. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna, gonna yeah, come out walking like a chicken before the end of the joint. Yo, you know what I mean? But you, anyway, can you do something about Kalaji's personality <laughs> and shit? <laughs> can you fix Kalaji's personality? Can we do wow, that? wow, you said you already Yo. walk like a chicken. Anyway, <laughs> walk like eat chicken. Anyway, said walk like eat chicken. Okay, Yo, wait a minute, we got two special guests no, in the house too. Two special guests. But but. Uh-oh. 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 You know what I mean? Break it down, my man. Anyway, and we yes. got my brother Anthony Seed in a, the house. A return guest. A return guest. Last last time he was here, he was insulting sisters. That's true. Nah, true. nah, that's oh, not true. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That is yeah. not true. We got it on yeah. tape. We got it on tape. Yeah. I believe. I ain't gonna repeat what he said. No, no, that's not repeated. Why are you making that dude the enemy already? Right, right, right. You get a chance. You need to bring it back again. You know, we bring back a guest <laughs> you know what I'm twice in two weeks. It's serious. You know we like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But we got yeah. these brothers here because they both have something in common besides their organizing activism. And in fact, they know two fly people who host a cool podcast. They like absolutely know Kalanji. They both. Oh, damn. What? And Kamal. Oh, fuck yes. you, man. Um, both these brothers were in the military. And oh. our show tonight is about getting politicized. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. What happened? They was in the what? They was in the military. How, about, how the girls in, in, in Atlanta say, wit? Wit? <laughs> in the wit? Yeah, 
So, so he's on the wrong side of the barricade. They was on the other side. We had to talk about Word. this. We had to really talk about this. You know, you know how we get down on that. No, we got to discuss. I know like, a man right here. He been training for a while. You know what I mean? That's yeah, why I got been to, yeah. a little bit. They, they already pointed at him. He didn't know how I roll. Oh, oh damn! Push no, the button. Don't no, push the button. That's my man right here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we gonna talk about um, life in the military. Life in the military. Getting politicized in the military. Definitely getting politicized. What's the, the true military. purpose of the American military when it comes to black men and black women in particular? Wow. And what's their role internationally? What's the role of the military? So we want to get into that. We want to get into it's gonna be a long show bro because okay. uh-huh. we'll get deep into it like what's the what's life like for folks and how did these brothers get politicized yes. and what what can they say to other folks brothers and sisters who may be thinking about getting into the military and what they should do and or should not do if they're already in or if they're thinking about doing it and they may have some answers for them as opposed to getting into the military what else they should be doing with their lives no doubt you listen to renegade culture and mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the military um also we're in new orleans Next week. Oh. Broadcast live. On the anyway, 19th. Yes. That's right. Renegade Coach, we're in the building. We be there. They say pain is weakness. School last year was a workout party as things progress. And work out for me. I see a lot of dudes working, but they work is just corny. It ain't working for me. They better off working for me. I get the net working like a Listen to Renegade Culture. What the hell was that, man? It was my smooth voice. Just in case uh, I'm thinking about joining mainstream radio and everything. Oh, know what I mean, they be yelling my name and everything. They be like, "K Jama's in the building." You know what I mean? So you woke up from that dream yet, motherfucker? Because anybody want to hire you? Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, I, is, this is as mainstream as it gets for you. You know what hey, I'm hey, saying? Hey, yo, on the real, this on the real, it. I'm gonna tell you how this loyal I am. Loyal. I got, I got three offers to get on different podcasts, Ooh. but I'm like, if I leave, come oh, out. What podcast? Oh, come on. You want me name names? Yeah, name names. Name names. Who gonna let you on? Anyway, you in D.L. Hughley. All right, all right. I would not be with D.L. Hughley. You ain't talking about Sister Circle, are you? Oh, Sister Circle, that's about it. Sister Circle. Dropping bombs with all be peace and calm. Hey, y'all better tell him I do jokes for a living. Y'all better talk to him. Hey, time come out, bring a guest up and they be leaving like. I told you, I told you come out, set you up. You don't know. I told you. He know me from the hardcore militant. Crazy guy on the street. This is a renegade coach. You find out. Anyway, it's my man right here. It's my man. He good. Zaya's good. This guy over here good. He's kind of here on the for you. He's all good. Anyway, so tonight, tonight we're talking about a very serious topic. Um, it's a topic that's dear because of the fact that we're talking about military. Now, we know it's been a whole lot of good folks who have joined the military and came out unscathed or they came out uh, with the lights on. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times folks join the U.S. military because of the fact that uh, in many cases they're looking for a career a job. opportunity. Yeah, or a job. Mm-hmm. Yes, a job. They're looking to looking for some education, you know, that GI Bill, the, the trick on that. Mm-hmm. Or they're looking to learn some skills to bring back to their community. Um, usually it's less than that on the, the latter part unless you join in. Uh, one of the police apparatus or from the police state or unless you join in something that's community-based. Um, one of the issues that I've always struggled with is a lot of times we talk about uh, a lot of the vets and folks are concerned when the vets come home and they say, well, this veteran lost his leg in the war. This veteran was shot outside of this, so on and so forth. And oftentimes it's a, con- it's a conflict for folks like me because of the fact that I know that you were sent out as mercenaries mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. go kill for the establishment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, on one hand, it's like, okay, I want to feel sorry for you because you ain't know no better. But on the second hand, those are innocent people who existed in these areas mm-hmm. that the U.S. sent folks to dig out mm-hmm. and to take carve over. out. You take know over what I mean? control. So yeah, that's usually the difficulty. So I kind of, you know... I'm, I'm, it's a case to case basis on how I on how I do. So, st- so did you guys? Both you guys joined the army, <clears throat> right? My man Zaire was in for like nine years. 
My man Anthony was in for six months, so we're going to talk about that. That's like <laughs> six months. I'm not sure what kind of military career he had, <laughs> but six months we need to hear that story. <laughs> he he just um, did some push-ups, got right. high. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. Out of here. And I think literally he told I, he told me the story. He's like, literally, like, no, fuck it, I'm out. After he learned, like, like, how did he get you out? out? I was I've been drinking. And then my man did two tours. Zaire did two tours in Iraq. Two tours. He reached the the rank of sergeant in his time in there. Uh, but I, I wanted to go back to what you started off with was like when you I did join I mean what, what was your rationale for joining why did you join the military let's start with you at uh, like Kamal said earlier I mean uh, Kalanji said earlier yeah, you know, was, did great. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he made sense a little bit so that's why you thought it was Kamal hey, well so, you yeah, know yeah. I'm gonna let y'all deal with that part okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like you said man it was, it was basically uh, I was I was actually running behind the, uh, the GI Bill okay. at the time you know um, I'm pretty sure they still have that right uh, yeah, they yeah. do. They're still kind of. That's that. That was my my focus. You know, go in and uh, try to get this GI Bill, get this money for school. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. What got you to join up? Uh, I joined because it was more like a family tradition. Number one, you know, my parents was both in the military, and they pretty much had made that decision for me. Like that's what you gonna do. That's mm-hmm. just gonna be your almost rite of passage to be in the family. All my family members was in the military, so you know. Um, Plus, it was also the same survival decision. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, you going to just get a job? You going to get a career? Or how are you going to get it started? So mm-hmm. that's how I end up getting shipped off into the slavery known as the U.S. Army. Mm. Now, going in, you didn't think of it as slavery because you thought it was the family tradition. Correct. What was what was what experiences did you have in the military that made you start to think different about why you joined? And were you patriotic when you joined? Did you think about, like, were you joining partly to you going to fight the... Uh, the folks who were like trying to take away your freedom or take away people's freedom in America, that kind of stuff. Did you part of that, part of that um, for me, no, absolutely not. But mm-hmm. part of that, I think, is they target young people. Yeah, you know, ever since George W. Bush came into office, they started putting those recruiters in the high schools, mm-hmm. and so the military has now become such a socialization process. So if you didn't even, if you weren't politicized as a teenager, as a youngster. You know, they're going to politicize you at 17. You know, they're going to try to tell you this is how we go. You got food, clothes, and shelter, and we're providing this for you. America's providing this for you. You know, and these people over here are trying to take it away. So if you don't know any better, mm-hmm. you're going to believe it. So it's it, it was more of a socialization process. And for me, um, seeing how black soldiers were treated, number one, um, going to Iraq, and seeing what I know now is colonialism, mm-hmm. seeing that right there, seeing how we treat Iraqi people. I said, they treat black people the exact same way in America. So what's yeah, the difference? Yeah. What about you, man? When you went in, how did you, I, I know you said you went in for the GI Bill, but were you at all either patriotic or thinking, how was you thinking about the military when you first went in? And then, in that short period of time that you that you either figured out or decided to get out, what, mm-hmm. what were like some of the main reasons that made you feel like, hey, this ain't for me? But that's the thing. I, I knew I really knew nothing about it except what, like like uh, Zaire <laughs> said, uh, you know, only what the recruiters tell you. Mm-hmm. Because even when I went in in '95, they still had you know the the, the recruiters in the high schools, mm-hmm. you know, uh, catch you walking out of the high schools or they walk in the halls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, that's all I knew. I only knew that. Yeah. Um, but the thing that made me actually uh, decide to get out is because, like I told, I think I told you guys before, uh, when I was in my AIT training, uh, a buddy of mine, he sent me some things because my unit at the time was in Bosnia. Mm. So he sent me some, uh, some information. He was in the military, too. Mm-hmm. But he sent me some information when I came home for, uh, like, the leave after my basic training uh, about, you know, a, a lot of the crap that was that they was doing in Bosnia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nothing about, you know, making it better for us over here, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think for freedom. Right. I, I think he was more, um, I think he, he was much more educated politically than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the stuff that I was listening to him and I was reading, I was like, shit, man, I don't, I don't want to kill nobody just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so what I decided to do, I was like, man, you know what? I know as soon as I'm done with this AIT training, they're sending me to Bosnia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, See. I ain't doing it. And I just told him straight up. I was like, "Listen, I'm done." You told who that? I told my my uh, my first sergeant. You just told your sergeant, "I'm done." My first sergeant. I told him, "I'm done." I think it probably sounded mm-hmm. a little different. Nah, <laughs> listen. I'm gonna reenact it real quick. <laughs> first sergeant, <laughs> it's over. First sergeant. 
seriously man i was like right. nah, you know i don't want to go yeah right. you know i'm done and uh they was like wait hold, hold on come on come on come, come over here and yeah, you know they took, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. Right. And, you know they took me uh to see the uh command sergeant major yeah is that right yeah yeah took me to see the command sergeant major and you know caucasian brother not brother, Caucasian yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, we <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that correction. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But you know, took me to see this cracker, and uh, <laughs> I like this guy. And uh, you know, of course, they did every they, they, they did everything in their power to make me stay, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually brought my mom to the base. Damn, damn. To try and make me stay. Wow. And I told him no, I was done, man. So, you know, they took me through the ring, man. They wouldn't have brought my mom. She'd have caught a bunch of motherfuckers. But, um, <laughs> but you know, like, and you know keep yeah, you know, my mom was a single parent. Right. And I, I mean, right. that's a story. And it, and it yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, nah, this is the best thing for my son. I'm like, nah, it's not. So she tried. She did try to convince you to stay Absolutely. at the time they, like, based on what they were trying to tell her. Absolutely. Right? Because, you know, to them, I was what you call the model soldier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, soldier of the cycle during the basic training and mm -hmm. uh, platoon guide and all that. I mean, you know, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, yeah. They taught me this, so I, I was into it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. until uh, until the brother started telling me, like, bro, you don't want to do this shit. Mm -hmm. The U.S. is 5% of the world population, uh, controls 25% of the resources, and is backed by over 900 military bases around the world, okay? I'm kind of confused, and I understand, you know, your stories and everything, <coughs> and I'm not playing crackers advocate. I'm just saying it's like, you know, just trying to get an understanding. How do we politicize other folks because of the fact that, you know, like I said, just being 5% of the world population and having over 900 bases around the world, that alone should tell you that something is corrupt mm -hmm. and there's something going on when you can have that much man power around the world. How do we um, uh, deprogram? Because of the fact that we recognize that throughout the, 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 the cities and the states, I worked at a high school um, in Connecticut and uh, it was an alternative high school. And I remember they had a recruiter inside of the school, mm -hmm. and he's always telling the kids to go sign up, whatever. And I wasn't saying anything because of the fact that, you know, I'm on the side. But then the kids started asking me, and I started telling them what the business was. So the recruiter was hot. This cat right here, he decides one day that he's going to come to my class looking diesel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to talk to you. I said, the first thing you need to do is close my door. And I'll be out of here in about five minutes, you know, and we could talk. Mm -hmm. So kids get let out. I bring him. He comes into class. He comes in thinking he missed the diesel. I said, the first thing we're going to do is right here is don't ever knock on my fucking door. I mean, don't ever open my fucking door without knocking. He's looking like this because we're in the school. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm talking to you as a man. I said, you're feeding the kids bullshit. You know you're feeding them bullshit. I know it's your job. But they asked me a question, so I'm not gonna lie. Well, I don't think it's right for you to, I don't think it's right for you to mislead them. You know what I mean? So it became a big yeah. thing and mm -hmm. you know, the principal, he ended up asking me, he said, please, you know, I know your beliefs or whatever, so on and so forth. He's a uh, Baha'i dude, and, mm -hmm. you know, he's cool, but he's like, um, you know, just let them do what they doing. I said, okay, cool, I'm gonna let them do what they doing and I'm gonna do what I'm doing when they come to my class because I'm teaching history. Mm. So I began to, um, develop all my lesson plans around anything dealing with military and war. You know what I mean? So that was a problem for him for the rest of that particular year. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, I wasn't at that school the next year. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, what, uh, how you all look at the program. You guys are, are activists now. You know right. what I mean? So it's your duty because you know better. Is your do do you do better? So how do you um, feel that we should kind of go at deprogramming? I mean, I think just uh, if if more people were doing exactly what you did uh, when you was at the high schools, uh, I think that would probably you know have a major impact. But as far as you're saying, like right now, yeah, do that. Just do just that. You know, try and reach as many young people as you possibly can. Direct um, confrontation. Yeah, absolutely. Directly. Right. 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 I think uh, this is also representative of a bigger problem because it's almost like it's the same issue dealing with how do we stop certain people from going into criminal organizations. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that revolves around how are we going to put food, clothes and shelter for the people 
as as well as politicize them. So it's one, it's a direct confrontation with misinformation, and we got plenty of social media things like that, but it's also being out there in those streets and reaching those people and providing them something that they weren't getting before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether it's the school institutions or healthcare, they ain't getting, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, like what the Panthers did with their f- breakfast programs. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in line with the anti gentrification program because of the fact that it's a demilitarization program. Exactly. You know, yeah. and I think that's something that, you know, brothers like yourself can add to that particular yeah. piece. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the experiences that the brothers had in the military and talk a little bit more about what we think the purpose of the military is a little deeper. Uh, around the world, but the U.S. military is, and particularly with some things that are happening now, some of the fights with uh, Iran, uh, some of the stuff happening with China, uh, the U.S. sort of, the Congo, Sudan, so the imperialist nature of the United States with those bases and how it's sort of a worldwide empire. Coming back on Renegade Culture. What's happening? Renegade Culture is in the building. And we back, back, back. This cat right here, the count. Drat, drat, drat to the left of me. You know what I'm saying? You hate, you hate it on my, my skills. Now, I mean, your skills you know is authentic, brother. You know what I mean? That's it? Where you oh, say you're from? I'm from Brooklyn, son. Where you from? Oh, I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Home Ooh. of the champions. Y'all know what it what is. What champions? FTP, baby. You know what oh, it is. He's going to make that up. He's yeah. Like, what the hell is that? Kalaji yeah. Chonga. You know what it is? Yo. My man, my man Michael. Michael, uh, uh, Michael, who? Michael, who? Uh, uh, Michael, who? 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 Run you down the street, yo. Yo, 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 come here, come here, come here. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to in you. In Brooklyn? Hell yeah, man. They got their things up. There, but we live in Canarsie. Are you still back with your Connecticut? <laughs> I'm just thing, saying. Yo. He ain't running down <laughs> the street. How are you going to try to get back? Just I mean, how do you know? How do recruiters run down the street? They, they, they be like drug dealers, though. I know, man. That's how he's rolling. I know we played in Bridgeport. They be like, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, just like, yo, come get you. Come get you. Let me talk to you for a second. Yeah, they be like, come get you. be like, yo, fuck the police. That's how we roll. That's how y'all do? Yeah, yeah. In Bridgeport. And the military. All right. No doubt. So, my man, I wanted to ask you, Z, I want to get away from his craziness. Yes. Because you, I wanted to talk a little bit about your tours in Iraq um, and what, like, you know, in particular, what, what started to politicize you in terms of treatment and what you saw of the Iraqi people? There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, it was one particular incident. Um, so it was our group. I was in Fort Campbell, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, 101st. This special um, operations unit came into this neighborhood. Now, my unit was out there just to kind of play... Um, good with the people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, keep things cool. When the special operations came out there, they got into this huge firefight and they killed this little boy. Yeah, you know, he might have been under 12. And what happened was the next day they came and responded. The special operations people left, but mm-hmm. they came and tried to raid the base, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Iraqi people. And we had to get up five in the morning. We had all our gear on and we had to do patrols and all of this. And I just remember thinking like, okay, why don't black people do that in America? Mm-hmm. What is the difference when a 12-year-old gets shot? Why don't we get into these patrols and start um, Going to answering back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what started. That's what led me to think about our situation here in America and how it relates to an international scale. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, I mean, you know, back in the day, what they, they called uh, Arabs were like sand niggas, right? Exactly, so, yeah. Um, and it's the, the, did you start, cause you got a lot of tats on and I remember telling, hearing a story from you that some of those tats you started getting while you were in yes. uh, the military. So those there's a red, black and green flag, there's an ankh, um, it's like a, uh, African sculpture. This was, uh, this was the first one I got. All right. And if people can't see the, it's like, it's a solidarity. Uh, I think that's a woman's head with the shape of Africa. Um, and a fist in the solidarity thing. So you got that in the military. Correct. What was your... dude just identified you, so when they... When they <laughs> run up, the guy with the skull on his... I know, right? The back... <laughs> wait, hold on. It's, it's two inches from your, your tricep. When your, <laughs> when your superior saw that, your mil- what, what was the, the thinking and, and whatever? Were they like, what the hell's going on with you? Or uh, Man, it was... It was <laughs> they have this thing, it's called um, EO. 
and you get an EO complaint, it's an equal opportunity complaint, it's, it's racially based. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, those white folks' head exploded, and I had a whole bunch of EO complaints. I had to go to the first sergeant, this guy, that guy. Why do you why do you got that on your arm? Aren't we all Americans? You oh, know, and they sure. started hitting me yeah. with this and that. And I just remember, I had before the reason why I got this tattoo mm -hmm. is I got into a fight with this white man. All right, he called me a nigger coon and a jigaboo. Dang. I'm talking about yeah. straight out of Mississippi burning. It all three. He wouldn't even shorten it up and be like yeah, nigger boo. No, no. <laughs> it was a trifecta of racism. <laughs> Needless to say, we had to get into a fight that night. Yeah. 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 Had to whoop that ass. Okay, I'm glad you whipped his ass. You did whip his ass. I right? whipped his ass. You want to see those, <laughs> 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 see those clips coming out? A man get drunk. Like, Hold on, let us out here go. Let him go. You say you won that shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he like, I really whooped his ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, but bro. yeah, but um, yeah. So after that, um, what they did was they put me and this guy in the same room. Oh wow. And I said, well, this is unfair. I went up there and talked to the superiors, and yeah. I said, hey, well, this dude caught me in there calling Jigaboo. Mm -hmm. These people said, that ain't your first time hearing it. It ain't going to be your last time, especially in the service, especially mm -hmm. in the infantry. Facts. Wow. So I where, want where all black at? soldiers to hear that point. Yeah. Don't go on the infantry if you are going to go on the Army. Now, where were you at that particular moment? I was in Kentucky, Klantucky, mm. um, Fort Campbell, 101st. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sound like Kentucky. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so they was basically telling you to get used to it whatever. Exactly they, they was pretty much grooming me at that mm. point And telling me how things are And I thought it was funny um, How you read all these reports nowadays Of how white supremacy Can go into The army and the police force And be mm. so comfortable there mm -hmm. Well yeah. that's who's mm -hmm. all in the ranks Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He called me a nigga from Jigaboo And wasn't no EL complaint yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a tattoo of a black fist that says solidarity and a black woman, mm -hmm. Africa tag. And they're like, and you the bad complain, guy. Complain. So, Mr. Nigga Coon Jigaboo, um, <laughs> <laughs> speaker, that's you, brother. Nickaboo. Um, so, he's probably a cop somewhere now. He's probably Georgia Highway Patrol or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it, it's funny. I heard, speaking of that, I heard a story one time. I was talking to Russell Schultz III, um, Free Russell Schultz. Yeah. Russell Maroon Schultz. He was talking about how his father is a panther mm -hmm. who was accused of murdering a cop on the Pennsylvania Highway. And um, he said years later he was driving and he runs into this cop and he recognized the name. Mm -hmm. And the cop gets his name, you know, from his ID. Right. And he said the cop said, uh, do you know who I am? He said, yeah, I know who you are. But it was the son of the cop, cop. Who, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. who was shot. shot. So it just shows you how white supremacy is. You talk about how... Um, it was a tradition with mm -hmm. your family, how white supremacy is a tradition. It's not mm -hmm. just a, you know, today I'm just a cracker that want to yeah, just yeah. call somebody a nigga coon jigaboo. I mean, they, they call you all that shit at one time? <laughs> Same one sentence. breath. One wow. breath. Wow. Nigga coon jigaboo. I mean, how the hell did that go down like that? Wait, wait, practicing that. I know. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah, like, he said it all. <laughs> 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 it wasn't his first time getting it all What did you do to make him call you a nigga coon jigaboo? I see that nigga <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably start laughing first after I start getting my foot out of his throat because I'm going to stick it through his ass. Breath going to smell like sneakers. So, and I'd be confused. How did you last nine years, though? How did you last nine years with that kind of racism coming at you? That's a good question. Yeah. Here's the, 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 after that deployment in Iraq, when I came back, I had to face getting out or staying in. And this is part of the socialization process because my family especially my father was like what else you gonna do yeah i mean let's be real you know what's what's gonna be out you for a black man what's gonna be out for you outside of the military mm -hmm. this your best bet just mm -hmm. go ahead and stay in there yeah you may have to deal with this and that but and that's I mean, all I, I mean a lot of us are conditioned to think that it is like the military is the the, the safe option for our young people right it's it's um, you can't get no corporate job or regular jobs going to be McDonald's. And so what's the other options that you have? And we're conditioned to do that. Some of it may have some truth in it because the economy is so squared against us as a people that we feel like that's that's what's set up to do. And you was telling the story earlier that after you got out, knowing how you felt about it, your son actually joined the Air Force. Yeah, he joined how the did Air you Force. how did you feel about that? Do you try to talk to him beforehand to make him not join? Yeah, we had a plan. Yeah. I mean, we had a whole plan, you know. This guy, this guy graduated high school with a 3.8. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, super smart. We had a plan. This guy had, I still have emails right now, man, where some of the top colleges, Georgia, I want him to go to Georgia, of course, Michigan, I mean, some top schools, man, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, invited him to come out. Morris mm-hmm. Brown. It just didn't happen. And I know now nah, Morris Brown and uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll go nah, Morris I'll, Brown was not a part of it. I'll go John ignore that and let that go. Because <laughs> it was like a serious like, moment. Morris moment. Brown and Air Force. Yeah. I like, I'm going to let the Morris Brown go for once. Yeah. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say. Oh, my but, God. But, 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 but if he had chose Morris Brown, I would have I would have rather that over. Yeah, you would have okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. I'm not sure. One step up. Yeah, that's hey, what man, right. he can always transfer. <laughs> that's Air Force jail, Air Force jail, or Morris Brown. But but he decided, man. You know. And you chat, you chatted him. Obviously, you talked to him. Man, he know everything. You know, yeah. I, I mean, right now, you know, even when we talk, you know, we still talk about. I ask him, you know, what type of uh, experiences he had yeah. and stuff. He hadn't had any negative yet. Yeah. But. Was it more about like the the pride of being in some place where he gets to like think he gonna fly planes or the adventure or man? He, what do you think he, caught him? He works on aircrafts and and things like that. Uh, honestly, man, I'm sorry. I, I think his I think it was his mom. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was uh, that was my first one. Yeah. Make sure yeah. she don't listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I actually need to put her out there, man. I want her to listen to this. Nah, man, but that, that's what I think it was. Yeah, his yeah. mom and his grandparents, man. You know, put it in his uh, ear. Yeah. I guess those things do they commercialize support. it too though yeah, to make it because right. they were saying I mean yeah. you can still go to school they'll pay for them like yeah that's true but yeah. damn man they make you, you feel you, like you you're gonna giving, be a, you, you're giving everything up yeah they make you yeah, feel I mean, like you're gonna be a gladiator that's not your only option that's all you're going you're going to conquer the world you know you're gonna you're gonna fight for the the United States Army or whatever Empire. yeah Empire I mean, you can go to te- you can go to a technical technical school and learn how to damn be a mechanic exactly. So could you be the spook that sat by the door and go back to the community and teach these kids what they what you've learned in the military? So is that a myth or a reality? Well, that's a, that was a fictional book. But you have people like Geronimo Pratt. Actually, right? the dude that yeah. wrote the book was actually uh, uh, Sam Greenlee. Yeah. Was actually ex-military and ex, uh, you know, for ex- um, But not CIA. I mean, he was working with some intelligence force. I actually yeah. interviewed him one time a few mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and I was disappointed because of the fact that it's before he died, you know, R.I.P. Sam Greenlee. Mm-hmm. But I, I interviewed him one time, and um, I wasn't asking him anything hardcore. This is like what we're doing right here right now is like super hard. What I was doing him, I specifically, you know, geared it towards basic shit. And he's like, see, we can't just keep blaming the white man. Like, Hold on, dude, I ain't saying nothing about nobody white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was just kind of like the, you know, like, I know who you are. Let me be on defense mode. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Because I think that part of that, too, is they instill fear in him. You know what I'm saying? His his film is a, the film is an underground classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The book is an underground classic. But at the same time, it, it, it wasn't, yeah. you know, he wasn't really eating off it. Yeah. And well, they he went through it. Yeah, they, lock, yeah, yeah. They, they banned the film. They got it out of theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically was the thing that made his career, but it also destroyed, I guess, right. in his mind, whatever right. future career he could have had. Yeah, so he's kind of nervous yeah. even talking with me. So, but what about oh, that? Wow. Like, so, you know, Geronimo Pratt, the most famous example we have, mm-hmm. left the military, came into the Black Panther Party or came around the Black Panther Party, started training folks on using military techniques or self-defense techniques, uh, how to organize in a community, that kind of thing. Uh, do you feel like those, do you feel like there's some skills that you learn in the military that you can bring back to the community that can help support larger work? And of course, be careful with some of your answers, but that can be careful <laughs> with, that, that can be helpful in terms of organizing in the community. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I say is it myth or reality is because a lot of people become so uh, brainwashed once they get in there that organizing is such a taboo at this point. And it's so hard to even reprogram them. And then even when if you do politicize them, it's hard to get back into that militant mindset where you want me to train and do paramilitary, paramilitary operations when I've seen real combat. Mm-hmm. And there's a conflict between, if I may say so, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a conflict between uh, standard organized military training and people who get together and they go to the gun range about mm-hmm. twice a yeah, week yeah, yeah. and they don't they haven't really experienced war they haven't experienced real organized paramilitary training mm-hmm. and so there's that large conflict and we hope that every person who becomes politicized in the military can give back but there's always just no guarantee for that yeah right yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. it's funny you said the whole range thing because most folks think just going to the range is sufficient i've been in firefights with folks who 
froze when things went down because of the fact they was good at the range, but nobody was firing back at them. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's a different feeling when you actually have some bullets whizzing past you opposed to you just busting at a target. Absolutely. You know what I mean? One of the things that's good practice for that uh, that I know that uh, some of the folks at USPI do is uh, even with the um, uh, paintball mm-hmm. because yeah. at least mm-hmm. you're getting fired at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's um, another good exercise. But definitely... Um, you know, the talk is always good. Yo, so maybe we got, that's like this little bowl question coming up. It's Why always got to be little? Just say the bowl. Well, it's so it's got to be right? Okay. nonsense People coming up. Shade when they be like, no, no, no. I'm with you a little yeah. bit. I'm with you a little. My man came up with a little yeah. something to ease yeah. us out to commercial. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying. Yeah. So, and for folks who don't know, be like, I liked you a little. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so we we do knock his nonsense right now, where we ask a bold question, and in this bold question, we when we come back, yes, we see if one if our guests can give us a good answer. Now, the problem with the questions is that sometimes the oh, questions are garbage. Oh. Either they're grammatically bad, they are fucked up in their reasoning, <laughs> they're not really in English. So sometimes we have to dip through five or six questions. Yeah. We go try to get through this. Bro, you gotta feel your way through that shit. Uh, so like this, this Brother is the bullshit like question. Got nothing to do with the time. Okay. What's your biggest problem with black business? Uh, it's nothing to do with this show. I like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, question number two. That's a good one, man. That's, that's a good one. Uh, that's, that's a good one. What did I no, tell you? Don't include that. No, Every that. time. Wait, man. I think I was just having a conversation with my wife. I think he might be judging you off a European standard. I think. Oh, academia. Look at him. He read it. He read before he came in today. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, wait a minute. Uh, this may be, okay, how do you work with organizers, you spelled organizers wrong, but I'm wrong, <laughs> that have different spiritual beliefs? You wrote, you wrote organs. Yo, that's, that we can deal with that. with organs? We can deal with that. How do you work with organizers that have different spiritual beliefs? That's our bold question when we come back. Renegade right. Culture. R, the E, the N, the E, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's renegade. What? Renegade culture. Word up. We got my man Kofi the Magician in the house. I really Yo, wish. Whoa. I really wish he'd make that song disappear. Kofi. <laughs> that Kofi. shit is booty. Yo. Y'all don't know what y'all missing. In between time, my man Kofi been doing some magic tricks. Busting Kamal's head open with Yo, these tricks. Yo, I was like, yo, that shit disappeared, yo. I'm he his new Kalanji's, manager. We about to get get. He made Kalanji's brain. brain disappear. I was just like, oh, wow. Make yes. it come back, please, before the next segment. Wow. Yo. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do our bold question. Okay. How do you work with organizers that have different spiritual beliefs? Okay, I'm going to let these gentlemen go, and then we'll go. Because my man, we just, we've been having some conversations about working with folks with different spiritual beliefs, right? Yeah. My man man seems to be really knowledgeable. He gave me a 5% name. Okay. King of law, master of law, universe. That's right. They teach, (laughs) my brother. That's right. Peace to the gods. I don't know what what you're talking about. Yes, you do. (laughs) He always get nervous when you talk about the gods on (laughs) here. I never do. I never do. In fact, you're not a psychologist. Y'all? So how do y'all do that? You got a quick answer for that? How would you deal with folks with different spiritual beliefs in terms of organizing? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, radical since we on renegade culture, and I'm gonna say you can't. I mean, we gotta confront this issue finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there room for Abraham belief systems within a Pan African uh, re- revolutionary movement? Okay, I, I like to tackle that. I would okay. disagree with that wholeheartedly. Okay. Um, see, the problem we have right now, we talk about spirituality. A lot of times, we say that we want to respect our ancestors, right? But then when we go to our ancestors, we see many of our ancestors were Christian mm-hmm. or Muslim. Or what have you? We would we can't really respect the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey, who was a Christian preacher, mm. or Nat Turner. You know what I mean? And this 
the system they had. <clears throat> Spirituality and religion is two different things. If we're talking yeah. religion, then we can argue about, you know, the Bible, the Quran, the this, the that, the so on and so forth. The Siafu movement, for example, we have many of our brothers and sisters are Yoruba priests. We have Muslims. We have five percenters. We have uh, some radical Christians, mm -hmm. the whole nine. When we talk about organizing, organizing, there is a key to how as to how to organize. Now, mobilizing is something different. When we talk about organizing, we got to be able to be stickless for structures. We got to look for our commonalities. El Haj Malik Shabazz, Malcolm X, one of our greatest leaders, he talked about going in the closet and putting your religion on the shelf. Mm -hmm. right, you know what I'm right, saying? And when you come right. out, you're coming out on equal terms. Our issue when we deal with religion and spirituality is we often look at, we say, okay, well, I my, my belief system is African-centered. Uh, mm -hmm. And that could be great. However, we don't know the history of the universe. Mm -hmm. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we know that, you know, we know about Yoruba. We know about ancient Kemet. I studied as a, uh, I, I studied Kemetics under Baba Heru. Yes, sir. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. Like, no, no, but it's, it's necessary. This is supposed to be a short answer. No, no, no. But I, 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 want, I, want, to I want to touch then. on it because it's, it's a real sensitive topic for me. Uh, yeah, because as, yeah. as an organizer, and a, a, a wise man utilize all tools. See, what we do oftentimes is we look for what are our separate issues. You look at somebody like Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben was one of our greatest scholars. Mm -hmm. right, His right. wife was a Catholic. Mm -hmm. she, mm -hmm. she, she was a Catholic. He ate pork. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we have all these different belief systems. It's just about how do you deal with it. Mm -hmm. Again, we got the first thing we want to deal with, the difference between religion and spirituality. You know what I mean? Spirituality is a whole nother level. Now, if you're just saying you, have, you are against us and, you know, our culture, and being what's right and so on and so forth, I'm, I unite with well, that. Well, ding, 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 wait a minute. I want to get that brother yes. a chance to respond I'm sorry, to I mean, that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Go. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I just wanted to bring that up because I know it's a, it's, a, it's a topic that has been at the center of so much organizing politics, you know. <laughs> right. I've just seen where spirituality has taken people outside of racial and class politics and it turns them into uh well it's the whole world we gotta love everybody yeah. god is in everything yeah. so can't That's hate religion. somebody right. else right, right. and right. i just right. seen it take it away and so you yeah. know um i just like to see it make sure it's focused mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i all agree right. with that i unite with that all right mm -hmm. let's get back to our military thing <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah. i'm saying we good we good, we good. Oh, oh. <laughs> if y'all can't see brothers and sisters, they shaking hands like they just had a real fight or some bullshit <laughs> i was saying i was like we got peace and harmony point, man. like oh great yeah peace and harmony <laughs> fuck that all right no. um fuck your skills you know, fuck, fuck all that you know what i'm yeah, saying so let's get back to it um so I, I wanted to uh, <laughs> sort of wrap it up about some real-world politics that are happening around the U.S. military right now and just get y'all a like, quick opinion on uh, – I, I think we all hit on this earlier, right? So the, the right now the United States, Kalanji mentioned all the bases they have. It's a worldwide empire project. Mm -hmm. um, and they might be going to war again in Iran. There's yeah. some stuff happening mm -hmm. in China. Um, and from your vantage point, like, you know, what do you – what do, why do you think the U.S. right now is is so, let's say, t targeted towards starting another war, it looks like, or, or getting another engaged in another battle? Same old, same <laughs> old game. Mm -hmm. I mean, resources, the same thing they've been going to war, just expansion. Um, want to dehumanize other people across the world. Wanted to show how big they is, you know. Um, same game they've always been doing since... Even before 9-11, false flag attacks, it's like the one that's going on with Iran right now. Mm -hmm. um, just creating excuses around certain people can become billionaires, just like what happened with 9-11 and, and when they took out Saddam. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Clearly they lied about that. Clearly they're going to lie about Iran. One thing I wanted to say was just for any black soldiers, just make sure you do your knowledge and research on your rights and just know that it ain't worth it if you're going through something like I was going through. Mm -hmm. uh, grass is greener on the other side. Absolutely. Nah. You don't have to add to that. Nah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because I'm... I, mean, I think part of this is exactly what you said is is they want to create... continually create enemies mm -hmm. to give excuses for all the resources that they're spending. And like you said, like Iran, it doesn't matter even what the ideology is. As long as you are opposed to U.S. imperialism or U.S. dominance or hegemony in the region... I don't care if you call yourself a communist, a capitalist, uh, Islamic, or whatever jihadist, it is, yeah. jihadist, 
the United States is going to come after you because it's about worldwide dominance. Right. And we also have to look at the fact that the United States has been in existence, what, 243 years? Mm -hmm. And out of the 243 years, the United States has been at war or conflict with other countries and other individuals for 239 of those years. Mm -hmm. It's only been four years in history on record Mm -hmm. that they haven't been in conflict with other countries and other nations. So the whole concept of the United States is built on war, terror, uh, hegemony, and uh, domination. You know, that's what colonial, these are the the, uh, the inventors of colonialism and imperialism. They've mastered it in a whole nother level. Imagine a country being, together, being in existence 243 years and being in conflict for 239 of those years. Mm-hmm. That right there is a warning sign. That is a red flag. So, I mean, you haven't been alive. We haven't been on this planet mm-hmm. when they weren't in conflict with mm-hmm. another country. I mean, but I, it, it wouldn't even be a stretch for you to say they've been in conflict the whole 243 years. Yeah, I mean, at well, war. They've been at war right? with, yeah, well, with, with, with us, us so, right? Yeah, so, all this time. Exactly. You know? so, so there you have it. That wouldn't even be a stretch. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. we just, but it's just we overcame and we just yeah. forgot that Absolutely. we were at war, though. And right now, I feel, I mean, you know, and sometimes the, the part of the rhetoric is, trying to act like we're buffalo soldiers right it's like this whole idea that somehow we join the military and we fight for them and we should have some pride independence you hear about that like buffalo soldiers tuskegee airmen um and so they do a good job of telling us in our community that these are things that we should um, hold up and lift up as like somehow these are rights that we have been fighting for or achieving and in some place where we can achieve equality in um, in terms of the military. So yeah. my, my grandfather was one of the first black uh, Marines um, out of South Carolina. You know what I mean? So the thing is, even when he transitioned, you know, you had all kinds of Buffalo soldiers and different folks of that mm-hmm. nature, you know, um, at the peace, you know, at his uh, funeral and everything. Right. We have I have plenty of family members who fought for this quote unquote country. You know what I mean? Who were career military. Most of them know what time it is by now because of the fact that we've had our little discussion, debates, yeah. and all that. And at the end of the day, it's like, what you going to say? You know what I mean? We don't have to deal with rhetoric. We deal with reality, right. what the situation is. And the way we do this is by not attacking each other, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but by dropping these jewels and educating each other on what 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 the what the record reflects. Absolutely. Not, what, not how I feel as an individual, mm-hmm. not how you feel or mm-hmm. you or whatever. I'm glad we're having this um, particular piece today because of the fact that I have a lot of uh, friends out there, you know, whose children are, are still joining the military. And, you know, many of them I love, you know, but, you know, it, it is a it is a risk that we're taking because of the fact that you're you're putting yourself out as the front line mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people who have traditionally been your enemy. And I think that's a good piece of propaganda because that type of militant integrationism needs to come to an end. Mm -hmm. You know, don't make it your life purpose to join a killing machine. Absolutely. You know, don't be the first black person that joined this machine that rapes, pillage, and burns for a living. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think right now the U.S. state is, is now particularly scared that it's losing some of its hegemonic power because of the rise of China. And so now China is becoming... Where it used to be China was a trading partner, um, particularly when they just made small goods. Uh, but now they're, they're challenging the United States in the techno- technological uh, field. Mm-hmm. The United States now feels threatened by China. And as we've been seeing, they've been claiming to make a shift from the Middle East back to the uh, Asia in order to challenge China. And so it always looks like the United States is feeling out for enemies or new folks the, the, that challenges their dominance and their hegemony. Um, yeah, the Chinese are taking over the continent right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's a influx of uh, Chinese who are digging and carving and continuing uh, the destruction of, of Africa. But at the same time, we got to recognize, too, that, um, you know, America has so many things against it right now because of the fact that uh, even, you know, the white folks, they are becoming extinct. You know what I'm saying? They're not producing as much as they used to. And, you know, they want to build walls and they want to, um, you know, ban abortion. And they want to do all these different things because of the fact that they don't want to lose um, their blood. Because after a while, many of uh, many black folks and others, they're waking up and they're saying, like, hold up, man. You know, these cats, you know, I'm murdering people that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And then I come back and I'll be murdered by one of my comrades for lack of better mm-hmm. words your comrade being this this white cop who doesn't acknowledge you as 
you know, oh, I'm a veteran, I served yeah. such a, right. but that's cool, I'm still putting this hole in your ass. Man, right? that's, that, yeah, that's another good point. How many veterans are homeless and how many veterans are getting killed Absolutely. by the police? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, you listen to Renegade Culture. We'll be right back at you with a with a nice wrap up. How's the studio audience? Y'all doing all right over yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. We'll be right back at you. Check us out, renegadeculture.org. Yo, Renegade Culture, and we back on the air. We want to thank our special guests who came on, my brother Zaire, my brother Anthony, talked about their military experiences. Somehow we got into a deep conversation about religion <laughs> and God and, and spirituality. The Wu-Tang Clan. The Wu-Tang Clan, because ain't nothing <laughs> to fuck with, is. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. Um, so we had a real good conversation. My man, yo, if, and if y'all don't know, the FTP film, Organizers the New Cool just dropped last week. Amazing. Yeah. 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 That shit was hot. We got Amazing. movie stars Amazing. up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, baby. That shit was hot. You know what I'm saying? Yes. My and man, f- and we, we actually going to be doing another show in soon, not All to right. cut you off. But you did. Missed it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I have more to say. Okay, well, go ahead. Let me, no, 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 you do you. Sell it off then, brother. I want this film to be sold. <laughs> Come on, I got the flow. Give it back. No, oh. that shit was hot. That okay. show was... Okay, you go ahead now. Yo, no, finish, finish. Right. What do you think about the film you was there? That shit was hot. Okay, yeah. you guys right here. <laughs> shit was hot. Yeah. Anyway, organized new cool. Of course, as we told you last time, we've been working on that shit for 13 years. It is now out. Uh, we did our first screening last Saturday at the... Plaza Theater in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we also had an art show. By the way, we had 35 artists. And you can actually go check out the exhibit. It's still up over at uh, Westview Maker's Place if you're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 35 different artists came out and lit that up for us. Some of this art is online too, like with Instagram, right? Yes, all okay. kinds of Instagram joints and all that. You can go to Organizing. Organizing is the new cool. Yeah. Follow us on uh, Instagram. But we'll be doing another showing at the end of the month at the Organic Fest. Uh, right. In the west end of Atlanta, so make sure you come out and check it out. We have a lot of great people in it, yeah. and um, well, you know the best part of the movie was yes, they I, I'm in it. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, right. that <laughs> shit was popping, yo. It was like when two I came seconds, on, man. it was like two seconds, <laughs> like two man. Seconds, man. First, it was like eight seconds. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, Kamal's in the building. And then they, uh, yeah. and then um, <laughs> Stick from DP, yeah, you know, hey, mentioned like, a, yeah, yeah, old yeah, case, right. old name, yeah, Diggy, old, 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 old case, you know what I'm saying? Said? Nah, that's Shout not that. Yo, no, don't make me do it. Yeah, I got a comeback for you now. I already know. Yeah, all right, let's keep it together, brother. Fall back. I'm gonna smoke this drink. Yeah, what? So good. It's all good. I'm a no. G. Anyway, but um, yeah, check out organizingthecool.com uh, or .org on uh, you know on the on the on the web. Yeah. Um, you know. And check out yo. Bunch check out Renegade Coach. And we didn't shout out playback yo. Yes, playback wow. sounds. Playback sounds in the building. Sounds, in the yeah, building you know what I'm saying? All right, yes. All right. My yes. man Loose coming back two weeks in a row. I think there's gonna be a regular occurrence for him. You Dude, know what I'm saying? I love that. I love yes, my man up yes. in the studio. They man. got a new squad. It's looking good up here. You know what I'm saying? He got the babies up in here. The babies up in here. They are not loving him, but that's another discussion. They looking like who you calling the baby? Oh, word. They're like, you know what, Dad? Can we get out? Dude, like I'm a whole ten. It's Father's Day weekend coming up. Yo, that's right. Shout out to all the babas. All right, so my man Loose. Happy Father's Day, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Oh, I ain't a father. You are a father. You're a father in the community. No, the air doctor. <laughs> air doctor's in the house. You got to get Yo, yo, can y'all stay on mic? Can we stay on mic? Yeah, stay on mic. I don't understand what's happening. You got to give a shout out to the father of the year, the air doctor. Oh, oh, that's why he wanted to. That's why he like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's why he gets a problem. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the boy. The air doctor there? Who you looking for? I'm not here, though. I'm, I'm at the studio tonight. This ain't me. <laughs> it's like I, let, I take cash. I don't get checks. I went about taking no money out I of my pocket. I'm him. You know it's cold blooded, man. Yo, Brett drove yeah. through the whole thing. You know don't worry, come out and get your government name, your social, anything for me. Leave. Boom. And yeah. I will do that. Hit he me will. my money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, Renegade Culture. Thank y'all for joining us. Yes. We out. FTP. Absolutely. My man.